Hi, I'm Casey Fabling, and welcome to the Fabling Built Podcast. This podcast was created to answer the questions we get every day, like, who is Fabling Built? And what can I expect for a great customer experience? We also wanted to give you a behind the scenes look at how we deliver the Fabling Built experience from the perspective of the customer, our employee, and the owners. If you like our podcast, be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay up to date with our content. If you would like to learn more about who Fabling Built is, check out our website at fablingbuilt.com. Thanks for taking the time to come hang out with us. Let's get started. Fabling Built family, welcome to another episode of the Fabling Built podcast. I'm T. Mon Phillips. And I'm Casey Fabling. Casey, who do we got with us here today, Casey? Are you asking me or are you asking this Casey? I'm asking this Casey. Because this is Casey Tebow, That's one of me. our one of our uh, amazing project managers who is uh, thoroughly schooling us yes, on yes. Uh, on organization, communication, and all things co-construct recently. Trying my darndest. Uh, it's, it's rare enough that someone comes in who's heard of co-construct, much less someone who joins a team who has a ton of experience and, uh, and says, oh, you, you guys need to do it this way instead of <laughs> <it's better." laughs> Oh, you know, I'm just, I, I like to control. So that's the perfect you know what? job for that. Perfect job. Listen, do what Project I say. Yeah. <laughs> do what I say. Do it the way I say it, that's not right. as I do. That's right. So you, I mean, th- you have quite a bit of project management experience um, and you're, you're new to Richmond. I am relatively new, yeah, like a year, but it, it's a huge city with... Uh, lots of back roads and yeah. trees in the way and the roads go in all different directions. Nothing what I'm used to. So I feel like a noob for sure. <laughs> yeah. Out West, the, the streets are straighter and they're all in blocks. organized Very and blocks. Organized. Yeah. A project manager probably drew it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Over here, uh, a horse and wagon carved them and then someone put uh, cobblestones and we paved them. <laughs> yeah. They had to go around someone's land or something to yeah, get there. Exactly. <laughs> So what? Um, so you moved here from uh, Phoenix area, right? Yes. And and did you like born and raised and grew up there for a long time or not at all? I my dad was uh, first he was in the military and then he contracted for the military, so we moved around a lot. Wow. Uh, okay. Never really up north, lo- mostly the Southwest. I mm-hmm. did live in North Carolina for a little while, but Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, California. I spent oh, the majority yeah. of my adulthood in Arizona. That's where I picked. That was mm-hmm. the place I chose, and there I loved go. it. And I loved it until I didn't love it anymore. So okay, okay. And then you chose Richmond. Um, it was kind of a dart. We kind okay. of threw a dart against really? the wall. I was just about the eggs. How did you? <laughs> you know, uh, we wanted to get out of Arizona. I loved Arizona, and then it just got to be too busy so yeah. way too many people and we wanted to change and uh my husband um, his job was less flexible than mine it's a very niche field mm-hmm. so he applied for some uh positions we it was it was it was a toss-up between here and iowa actually okay, wow. okay. <laughs> Nothing and, like. uh, the richmond job came through first so this is where we came there you go very good well you'll have a little bit less snow here a little bit, yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Although it's a whole lot more snow than I ever had. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now uh, we get cold rain as today is an example. Hey, I was about to say, speaking of cold rain, yeah, yeah. it is freezing I, out there. I I was dry. It's a little still a little scary driving in the rain for me in Arizona. We don't we get rain, but it's like an hour flood and then it's gone. Yeah. So you just stay where you are and you don't drive in it unless yep. you absolutely have to. Um, and. I've definitely had to learn how to drive in the rain. Oh, that man. has been the scariest thing. I mm. don't think I've hydroplaned more in my life oh, like, my. other than the last year that I've been mm, here. That's scary. Mm. Yeah. New tires. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Luckily, I did get a car that has all-wheel drive before we good, came. Good. So. There you go. 
So what, um, what was your experience previously? What other construction had you done before? Well, my father is a contractor. Okay. He was GC for years. I grew up on the job sites, uh, mostly picking up and cleaning up after him. But as I got older and more helpful, everything from putting in carpet, painting, trim boards, um, and he was a car old school GC back when he did everything from right. start to finish, you know, plumbing, electric, everything. Wow. So, uh, I spent a lot of time with him and I swore I would never go into construction. That was <laughs> not going to happen. Right. Um, and then, uh, I went in, so I went and got my degree mm-hmm. of delivery in political science, which is the most complete useful list degree you can ever possibly <laughs> get. Uh, don't ever get that. And, um, I went into project management for government in IT and mm-hmm. worked doing that for a while. And then the recession hit yep. back in 2008. And the only places hiring in Arizona were roofing companies because hmm. we had a big hailstorm that came through. Oh. Like every 10 years, there's yeah. one hailstorm. Mm-hmm. And so every roofing company was hiring. Roofing companies were coming out of Texas, you know, yep. the storm yep. travelers. And so I put in some, I had gotten laid off and I put in for a project management position with a roofing company. And then I went from there to a kitchen and bath remodeler. So from 2008 until now, that's pretty much what I've done. Wow. Okay. And, and I mean, you, you have experience with a lot of the back end organization communication as well. I mean, that's something that you really brought in. We were, I mean, I was like pretty proud of what we had. And then you started showing, uh, showing us how to use the tools even better. And I was like, damn, uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> this well, is, this is impressive. You know, most project management software co-construct included is meant to be like a fully robust program that right. includes all of your, and, and ideally you want your vendors or whoever your subcontractors right. in to have buy-in to that right. because they're going to be part, they're, they're your stakeholders, they're your key holders. Mm-hmm. They're going to be the ones who are making your project successful or not. So um, by working with the same people on most of your projects, you're able to get that buy-in mm-hmm. and then you can really keep everything centralized and um it doesn't matter what software you're using. Co-Construct is a great one. Um, it, you know, all of them lack in some way, but sure. mm-hmm. it's really good. It, it, they all pretty much do the same thing. Yeah. They, they keep your information centralized, give you a place to communicate, give you a place to keep track of your financials and your communication and, and all your selections and decisions that need to be made yeah. in order to go from A to Z. I just want to say um, I was a project manager for a while because I had to be, right? Because I... Mm-hmm owned a construction company. Mm-hmm. Once I met project managers who like love what they're doing and talked about what they're doing, like, like Casey's talking about right I know now, what you say. I was like, I'm done. Oh, <laughs> fabling out Tebow in this is, uh, it, I love the, 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 how you talk about it. You get excited about it. And, and I remember hearing you talk with someone about setting up the schedule. This was it's like two months ago, and you were talking about how you were setting up the schedule and how you were doing the, the, the dependencies and the prede- uh, predecessors, and you were you were communicating, you were sharing how to do it better, and I thought, oh, I'm definitely not cut out to do that. <laughs> I'm so glad she's doing that, not me. <laughs> well, something you may not know is I'm actually working to get my PMP certificate. So oh, I'm, nice. I'm gonna be a pimp. Don't don't. Oh, don't me too. Tell. Go ahead. Yeah, too, well, yeah. Let yeah. me get out of your way. Let me get out of your way. So, um, not that I haven't done it forever, but you know, it's nice to have those little credentials yeah, and absolutely. paper that say that you have that skill. You done with PMI? And, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Through, uh, well, I'm gonna apply through PMI. I'm actually doing the Google, the online Google okay. classroom. So it's Sweet. 
FYI, cheaper. Okay. Nice. <laughs> same exact education, same certificate. And then you go test through the PMI Institute and you yeah. get your certificate through them. There but, you go. Um, it's, uh, I'm learning about a lot of different, all the things that I've done before, mm-hmm. I'm actually learning the terminology for, which oh, is wow. interesting. I didn't realize they had a word for like agile and scrum and waterfall and all these different types. Yeah. Of, so uh, it's very interesting and to say, oh, you, you know, if you kind of come into it organically, like coming up through working your stages up, right? You don't realize that you're are that you're already working a method that other people are actually at teaching, right? Like, oh, I do that. Oh, I mm-hmm. Put I a name that. to right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. What's been the biggest thing that you've learned, like that jumped out to you besides having the names on it? I mean, is there something that you're like, wow, that was a game changer, um, or light bulb moment? Yeah. Uh, so I, I learned about sprints. I had I had not learned about sprints. So um, when you are working a project, sometimes you can break it down into sections, mm-hmm. and depending on the, especially if it's like a waterfall. So there's different types of project management, and and what we do here mostly is waterfall. One mm-hmm. thing has to happen before the other can happen. Mm-hmm. You can't have you very seldomly have two streams of 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 flow uh, flow right. that, that meet at the end, unless you're you know. Exterior, interior, exterior, interior, two yeah, separate projects. Yeah. Rarely do you, normally you have to have the electrician in before you get the drywall in. Like mm, there's just certain right. things you have to do. Right. Mm. Um, and so a, one way that you can break your project down is into sprints where you can say, okay, between this time and this time, these are the things we want to accomplish. And then whatever you don't accomplish in that time frame, then you can bump down to the next. But it gives you a smaller goal to work towards mm. as opposed to being overwhelmed by the big picture. Yeah, that's been the biggest change in project management in, in the last few years is, is focusing less on scheduling and planning the whole entire project and just, you know, focusing on those little sprints and then developing a plan to say, all right, if something changes, this is how we're going to address it and just keep going with that iterative, iterative flow. Yeah. I was trying to explain it to my husband. Yeah. Yeah, Be more agile. Exactly. Be more agile. Um, I was trying to explain to my husband, it's kind of like, it's like when we go grocery shopping, you know, like the whole project is to get groceries in the house. That's the goal. Mm. But we break it into sprints. First, we sit down and we make the list and we Mm -hmm. go through and see what we need. Mm -hmm. Then the next sprint is actually going to the grocery store and then putting all the groceries away. And so like it's you break it down into different sections and and there's an end goal at the end of each section. So Mm. it's everyone uses project management in their own daily life. They manage their own projects, whether Mm -hmm. it's cleaning out their closet or doing their laundry. Um, These are just a little more, these just have more people involved usually. Mm -hmm. And more personalities. (laughs) A lot more personalities, which is what I love about construction. I think that's what drew me to it because the people who work in this field are by and large entertaining yes that's a good way to say yeah (laughs) like you go to work every day and there's a new person and a new thing to think about and at the end of the day i have great stories to tell (laughs) you guys don't realize that you'd probably star in some of them (laughs) dude i would love to know that (laughs) that is awesome Uh, never mind (laughs) (laughs) i want to know which ones but that that sounds awesome what um uh so what are you excited about next? Like what's the next phase uh, getting your PMP? But I mean, what is something that you're that's on the horizon that you're excited about? You know, honestly, I haven't decided yet. I know that that sounds very like I'm happy with where I'm at. I'm happy with, I like to learn. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite thing is I like to learn. So at some point in the future, 
I will probably go back for my master's. That's mm-hmm. just something that I've always wanted to do. Maybe even eventually I'll be like a 70 year old PhD student. <laughs> I don't know. There you go. You know, I'll be defending my thesis on a wheelchair. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But like, that's my favorite thing is to learn and to read, whether it's, I, I, I and I have a, you know, varied interests. So one day I'm like, oh, maybe I'll pursue this. And the other day I'm like, no, maybe I'll pursue this. So being a Libra, it's really hard to decide. There you go. I mm-hmm. understand. One of the things I really like about you is that you have been very candid with me in, in some key moments of, uh, of, of working with the team and, and being, um, and I, I want to talk about one specific time when, right shortly after you joined. And there, there are times when I don't know what people are thinking around me. Like, and that's especially when I'm leading a team and especially when I'm making decisions that affect the whole team it is really hard for me when I can't tell what the feedback is when people aren't sharing with me. And there was a moment where I made a pretty big shift in one of the leaders on the team. And you were one of the the few who came up to me right after. And you gave me very direct, very clear, very easy to understand, Hey, this is where I'm at in this moment. And, um, and you know, you came into a team that had some leadership that wasn't, wasn't doing things the way I was expecting them to. And I discovered that shortly after you joined mm-hmm. and you came to me privately in the garage and uh, in, in the storage room in the back here. Um, and you said, hey, I just want to let you know, this is this is not what I expected. And this was this was a pretty big surprise to me. You know, I'm 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 here representing my family. I'm here. I'm making a lot of decisions. Um, and I remember uh, I remember just how respected respectful that was that you came to me and gave me that feedback. And I remember saying, Casey, will you trust me to to navigate through these next few steps? And so long as you keep being clear with me, if there's something that's not going your way, I, I respect that. But I, I just want to know, will you help me navigate these next few steps? And there were probably three or four times over the next month where like you and I just checked in and I said, are we, you know, how is it going? Are, are we navigating? Because you, you inherited a couple problems that you, that needed to be solved. And you said, yeah, I'm good. Or you said, you know what? I'm really challenged being challenged with this area right now, which was helpful. Cause then I knew, okay, this is where I need to help. This is where I need mm-hmm. to jump in. I appreciate that because it's, it's rare enough that in situations like that, where people are candid, especially you're new to the team. <laughs> you know, yeah. you don't, and you don't have that comfort level. I have to say that I probably it's twofold. Number one, I've and I know this. I, I'm I'm in a very fortunate position in that most people need their job. Mm-hmm. Like most people are like they got bills to pay and they got things to. Do. I don't. I, I I like my job, right. and mm-hmm. I I need to feel the worth that comes along with right. having the position. But it's not a life or you know mm-hmm. it's not a keep you know pay the keep the lights on kind of right. thing for me. And so mm-hmm. I, I have I have a little more freedom to choice. speak a little bit more candidly, mm-hmm. which I think is important. And I wish more people had it. And mm-hmm. I think as a society, we that's something we completely undervalue. Is, right. is having um, a little bit of uh, voice, being able to voice themselves without fear of, you know, mm. replications, whatever that might be. Mm. But additionally, I came from working with a family owned business mm-hmm. for years mm-hmm. and the owners and I were so close. Mm. Like when I started with the company, there were five people. When I left, there were 40 mm. and I feel like I had a really big part in helping them grow. And so part of it's just habit. Like right. I'm used to being able mm-hmm. to be like, yo, no, that's not right. Or this is how I feel. But 
you know, of course you say it respectfully and you say it with, you know, you just, if I was the owner of a company, those are the things that I would want. Exactly. Absolutely. That's a good muscle to develop because a lot of people want that, especially in leadership. They do. You want people to come talk to you like that. They do. If they're a good leader, they do. You also, right. right. You shared with, you said, that was one of the things I remember you saying, you said, I candidly, I don't need to work. And so this is something I'm choosing to do. Um, You, you brought to my attention that I was not checking with the team. I wasn't And and, and it was that you shared, Hey, I, you're not, you're, you, you've, you'd had abandoned saying to me, I had abandoned leading this person. And so the way they were doing it, look like the way I was supporting being done, which wasn't, you weren't cool with. And that, you know, I'm glad that we had had, and having that conversation led me to the decision to stay with the position and to stay here. Because up until that point, I was like, I didn't know if it was a culture I wanted to vibe with, Mm -hmm. you know? And um, once I realized that this is where you wanted to go, and right now we were here, but you were planning to move us back on track. Then mm-hmm. I felt like I, I felt more comfortable dedicating the time, and 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 it's not just about the job. It's like you develop re- relationships and right. friendships yeah, with yeah. people, right. yep. and um, that's the goal. I've never had a job that I didn't keep for a s- embarrassingly amount, mm-hmm. like long past when I probably should have moved on to something well, more that's, interesting. <laughs> that's something too. Is that you like? Like even just the conversation you were having in the project management room before coming in, you, like you you protect your team, you care about your team, you're mindful of making sure that the team is supported, is respected, one hundred percent, and has the knowledge that they need to be able to make decisions. And and I've seen too often, you know, where where either the leader will hold on to information so that to to make sure that everybody knows their value, or I see where people uh, uh will will say, well that's your problem. I, I'm not going to fix it. You know what I mean? And so not only seeing how you, I mean, you're, you've, you know, you've, you've built that respect with the team where, where we all look to you and, and you've also taken those moments to step in and say, Hey, here's a different way to do what we're doing. This is something I've learned in this space. And I know, I know there've been a lot of times that we appreciate the, the, the knowledge you've brought and the, the, the patience you brought to that. So. Well, I will say that there's one thing I do appreciate and that I've noticed with this company for sure is everyone there is a culture of making sure that everyone has the information they right, need right. whether it's in a computer or in a book or in locked in someone else's head that's the one thing that i love so much all i got to do is shout out in the project management hey what do i do about this and right. then, like six people stop what they're doing look up and come up with <laughs> solutions true. with me and that that is to me invaluable right to be able to have coworkers that not only have the information, but are super excited to help you hash out the problem. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I'm, I'm, I want to kind of swing back to the project management process real quick. So what is one point or one aspect of the project management process that you just feel like you nail every time? It's your favorite thing. Okay. Communication. Um, I feel like that's something, especially in construction and it's not, anybody's fault it's just historically you give someone money they come in and they fix your house and they put in the stuff they want to put in you kind of tell them hey I I want a new kitchen they're like okay and they come in and put in a kitchen and you don't know when they're going to come you don't when Mm -hmm. they're going to (laughs) leave you just end up with no kitchen for a while and if you're lucky eventually it comes back right um and if you ask anybody who has had 
contractors work in their house, the most important thing is mm-hmm. like, I didn't know anything. I didn't know what was going to happen. Then that's right. what they want. And if anything, I over communicate guys. It's funny. Cause I, I can't use my laptop keyboard. I have to use my ergonomic keyboard mm-hmm. because you know, whiner. And um, <laughs> so, and my, ergonomic keyboard is loud when I type and I don't type slow. I mean, I'm not a hunt pecker. I type pretty fast. So the guys will always know when I'm writing a letter because it's and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> there she goes. <laughs> there she goes. You're writing a book over there because there's a lot of information that you have to convey, particularly on your more complex pro- projects. You need, you know, not only about material selections, but timing and when people are going to be in there, what, uh, you know, where are we going to put our it's everything down from where are we going to set the dumpster to where mm. are we going to store the materials prior to installation to um, do you need help moving your furniture out of the room? Where are you going to store that furniture? Have you right. thought about it? I mean, there's a lot of things that come into this particular, you know, when you're in someone's home, the more information they have, the more comfortable they're going to feel with you. And so a lot of times I even tell them, you're going to get sick of hearing from me before the project even starts. Mm. So I, I know I, I saw that when uh, you went on vacation about a month or month and a half ago. And uh, I, I checked in with Nick whenever one of our project managers is out. I just check in and say, hey, do you need anything? How are you doing? And he said, nope. And I said, oh, OK, you're good. And he pulled up the email that you read, wrote him. It was like a four page <laughs> email with a page for each project. <laughs> and it said, this is what's going on here. This is what's going on here. This is what's going on here. Cool. All right. Good. That's that's pretty impressive. That's because I didn't want to be bothered on my career. Right. There you, you go. Be, you <laughs> I don't well, think you were. <laughs> but that's how I am. That's just, I just want to. Bring that if, clarity. If I know it, I want you to know it. Yeah. You're, if you're the one paying for my services. And so you need to know what I'm doing on your behalf. Mm. So, and not you, the homeowner. Mm-hmm. You know, right. you too, I guess. But, you know, mm-hmm. mostly the homeowner. <laughs> Me too. As long as the homeowner knows, I'm good. <laughs> Nick knows, the homeowner knows, I'm good. So, well, um. I'm not going to do it. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. So, uh, I know what you're going to do, but I'm, I'm going to let you do it. Okay, go ahead. So, uh, when you're at home, when you're off work, what do you like to do in your spare time? What do I like to do or what do I actually do? <laughs> what do you like to do? Start with what you like to do. What I like to do, um, funny enough, I'm a belly dancer. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I think you told me that. Yeah. I think I heard no that. No way. So this is the first time for me. Go I'm ahead. a little I'm I'm a little bit of a nerd. I am part of a group called the Society for Creative Anachronism. And basically it is a medieval war reenactment group. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> okay. And so we dress in medieval clothing and we go to group gatherings and I am a bard and a belly dancer. So wow. a bard. So yeah. you read or is it like telling uh, stories? Telling stories, singing okay. songs. Do you write them uh, too? Drumming. Um I don't write stories. I do write what's called filks, which are um, basically it's kind of like a weird Al Yankovic lived okay. in medieval times. Okay, like it's it's a spoof of a, of a known song. So okay. that is awesome. Okay, yeah. okay. And so uh, so I've you rewrite songs. Rewrite songs with different lyrics. Filks. Yeah, okay. Same, yeah, and, and you uh, say stuff like "ye" in like from back then. <laughs> you can. Well, you know, it's a game. It's just like any other locking game. You can be as immersed or or or, or out of it as you want to be. Okay. Um, when I was younger, it was definitely just an excuse to go party. There you I'm not going to say there's not a little bit of that still, but um, it's also a way to bond and make friends with like-minded people who, okay. you know, uh, things who people have. So that's what I do. I, I honestly, since I moved here, I haven't had a chance to do it that much, just because mm-hmm. we've been busy getting settled and we're in a completely different. So 
the yeah. entire known world as you know it is actually divided into kingdoms and you don't realize <laughs> it. But you live in a what, certain what kingdom. kingdom are we oh, okay. Uh, I don't remember the name. I'm from okay. the kingdom of Aidenveld, and that's in Arizona. Okay. So I still have yet to make contact with oh, the kingdom so marshal here Ooh, to okay. let them know I have moved into their territory. <laughs> So I um, have established settlements. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's, little, so that's what I like to do. What I actually <laughs> normally do is laundry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have lots of kids. So <laughs> that's hilarious. We uh, I, something came up. Wasn't there just like the World Cup of the medieval uh, uh, medieval yeah. ar- arts? Or yeah. In England, is that mm-hmm. right? It is. They, Sometimes it's in Germany. Sometimes it's in England. I don't know what it was. Did the U.S. Year. win this time? Um, no, they won last year. I don't last know about year. this okay, year. Last yeah, year. Last year so they won. I just saw like the mini documentary uh, maybe three weeks ago. So that is what we do. That's that is exactly sweet. it. So the men, okay, most of the time, that. the fighters. If you're, if if that's what your character they is as a fighter, really? like oh, really, oh, yes, oh, they, I'm gonna send you. They videos. dress in full battle armor, and I think I've seen that. Do they like put hay around it, and then yes. people can? I've seen that. They they put they hay. Hit this, yeah. They hit hard. So they have like, like different really scenarios. Fighting. Like sometimes they have fully built castles, and you're and the goal of this scenario is this army is trying to take that castle and get it's across like that. Off with big swords, uh, yeah, that's a great. I'm not joking. That, that's it's, a, that's it's a legit. good. But it's actually dangerous. I mean, I've known many people who yeah. have been, da- you know, I broke in my the hand. fighting. I broke Don't they hand. use weapons really, and they, they hit do. each other? Mm-hmm. When I was Mace, a, swords. Oh my god! When I was a kid, we built these uh, two-handed swords mm-hmm. with uh, oak aluminum for balance, and then it was high-density foam padding. Oh, and your pair of mom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, <laughs> not worry about it. So, she, Boy, my mom. brother, my brother broke his hand when we were 16. He had a buckle fracture. And then, so the swords got put away. And then I was in college. We pulled the swords out, brought them to college, and I broke my hand. Um, but I didn't want anybody watching to know. And so, my buddy and I, he saw it through my, we were wearing uh, hockey helmets. And he saw through my helmet that I was in a lot of pain, but I was like, he could also see in my eyes that we're still going. <laughs> and so oh my God. It, it, it broke it right here. We kept going. That's uh, why men wear armor because they have their gauntlets. Hockey gloves, them. lacrosse gloves, not lineman gloves. Lineman yeah. gloves don't do that anything. didn't work. <laughs> not <laughs> at all. No. Not at all. But that's, it was a lot of fun. Uh, when you get hit by a eight pound sword, you wake up. Yeah. It'll wake you up. Dang. Well, it's not it's just heavier about than the baseball. Fighting. It's like way heavier than a baseball bat. Oh, oh my yeah. God. It was fun, though. That's so it's crazy. not about the fighting. It's also the LARPing and the... You know, it's... Well, it's also the crafts that go into making your armor. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah. you know, metalworking where they make their own... Uh, that's where I found out... That's where I fell down the rabbit hole. It was someone who's making their own armor. And I was like, oh, this is really interesting because mm-hmm. I love making. So. so you can go to these events and you can... Like, they have classes where people tell you how to metalwork or they teach you how to basket weave or... Make medieval, mead. Uh, yeah, make mead, mm-hmm. medieval food cooking. So it's everyone's been to the renaissance festival so it was almost like if like the renaissance festivals the renaissance period is after medieval so it's a little bit before that Mm. um it's not like we don't charge you're you pay to go to the event just like a camping fee but Mm. it's like you're there and some you're immersed one thing i'm really excited about and i'm gonna like nerd out here for a second is in Virginia, we are closer to Pennsylvania than we were in Arizona, just geographically. Pinsic is the largest SCA gathering in the entire United States. It's Uh-oh. a two-week-long event. So 
you will lose me for two weeks come pins at Kefway. Love <laughs> it. Well, mm-hmm. put it, put it, make sure you put that in flock now because I, yeah, <laughs> that is awesome. Her projects will be just fine because she organizes the hell out of them and all the communications <laughs> there. So, and Hyro yeah. will just keep it trucking. Hyro will, Carlos, Mario. I've got, you've I got have, a great team. I have the best team. You really do. I do. I'm, I, everyone else should be jealous. Yeah. They are. They are. I, I mean, uh, Nick stacked you, and he told me he was going to stack you when Carlos and Mario came because uh, Hyro applied at the same time. He's like, hey, Casey's next, and she's getting a hell of a team. I was like, dude, I can't wait. So yeah. I am very happy to have that. It's in, Not only that, they're just great guys. They're yeah. fantastic, hard workers, yeah. know their trade. Um, Hyro's super willing to learn. and uh, The dude jumps in there. Up. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. just has no problem doing what he needs to do keeps me informed i'm yeah. i'm very very lucky in the team that you've you know that you've built for me and that's awesome I'm great definitely keeping them great Good. i told him you can't go anywhere else they're that's all yours. great well <laughs> we definitely appreciate you you know coming and sitting with us um is there any message that you want to leave with the fabian built family before we get out of here um I don't know. That's a hard one. Uh, how about, and now we're talking about the employees or all the customers? Whoever's listening. Whoever's watching. Um, super good to meet you guys. I've had a lot of fun so far, and I can't see, wait to see what we do next. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Casey? Casey, it's been a pleasure getting to know you. And, and again, I appreciate your candor. I appreciate the, the, the life that you've brought to your projects and brought to the team. And um, it's, the, it's, you, 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 um, it is again in construction it, we can tend to just kind of put two by fours together and i think a lot of people have an idea about what construction looks like um, and i remember a lot of times trying to help people understand what to expect and and you watching how you not only lead your team lead the projects lead the communication i, I can see the effect that you're having on the team and the 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 benefit that you bring that as a company, we're getting better, but everybody in their craft is getting better because of you. So thank you very much. It's my pleasure completely. Yeah. Thanks and I'll translate. Me. We appreciate thy candor. <laughs> <I'm joking>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. family, thank you so much for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Fablinville podcast. I'm Timon Phillips. And I'm Casey Fabling. Casey, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks yep. for having me. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. Bye. This has been another episode of the Fabling Built Podcast. Stay up to date with all things Fabling Built by following us on Facebook and Instagram and subscribing to our YouTube channel. Audio versions of the podcast are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and all other podcast streaming platforms. Be sure to like and comment your thoughts on today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. See you in the next episode.